Welcome to the Difference of 13 podcast, where we make a difference by doing it differently. You can't clap and we can't do an intro. Welcome to the Difference of 13 podcast. We are so glad that you're here with us today. We are going to be talking about a topic that is very close to my heart that I will probably go off on a number of tangents because I'm just going to get angry about it. Um, angry? Or yeah, passionate? Well, I guess it probably might come across as angry, mm-hmm. but it comes from a place of being passionate about uh, about you, know, you, the listener, being treated correctly in the healthcare system and um, sometimes we don't do that, and it yeah. kind of uh, gets my goat, as they say. What does that mean? I have no idea. I don't have a goat to get. So, But uh, I am Chris Finn. I'm the owner here at Par for Success, and I have with me the beautiful, the wondrous, the <laughs> legend. Yeah, right. Terry Stern. <laughs> hi. That's all they get? Yeah. For that whole intro, and all I get is a hi. Yeah, pretty much. Jeez. Man, our listenership just dropped. So. <laughs> yeah, because everybody tunes in for me. <laughs> um, so I think, I don't know, I'm just so excited to go. Should we just go into it? Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what we should probably do? What? We keep forgetting. If you're enjoying this. Oh, yes. Please. I'll, let me see if you can do this this week. Five stars on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Um, if you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Leave us a comment. We'd like to hear what you think, what you wanted to learn more about, um, what you don't like, but be gentle. I have- <laughs> Terry has soft feelings. Yeah, r- really. No, I don't. <laughs> just but I do, I do want to know if there's something people don't like and we can make it better. Yeah, me too. Because we do want to get better. Yeah, we do. So let's, uh, I think today what I, wanted, what I wanted to talk about that I'm kind of forcing on you today, which I think you'll... I think you're you're like a secret passionate about this topic, I think. No, I am because I, I want everybody to get the most they can out of their physical therapy visits. And I, and I don't think this is even just PT. I think this no, is really I, I think is across it, all spectrums, right? Right. It, pretty much any medical appointment, any appointment. Right. Um, there, there are questions you as the client patient need to ask. We can't just, as, you know, I grew up because I'm so old. With the idea that the doctor was the authority on everything and you sat there passively waiting for them to share knowledge with you and you weren't really supposed to question anything or ask anything. But fortunately, that attitude is changing and we're going to give you some questions that you should ask so that you get the best out of your appointment. Definitely. Yeah. So I think if you are currently in therapy um, or you know somebody who is, I think the number one thing that you need to be asking is what, or maybe you want to ask? Yeah. Should we do this for some, for some theater? Yes. We'll, All right. We'll pretend. Look at her, She's puffing out the chest, <laughs> arms on the hips. So I think the first question you need to ask is what should you be doing at home? You know, you go to your physical therapy appointment, it's an hour once or twice a week. That's not enough to get you better. So there's things you need to do at home in order to continue getting better. So and that doesn't mean go three times a week. No, because there's still things you need to be, you should be doing something pretty much every day, right? That's right. right. Yeah, in, mo- yeah, in most cases, unless you're in an extreme case where you're trying to build, a, like you're doing true strength training and you need a day to recover to help build. But 
Um, your typical physical therapy clinic, that will not be the case. So ask, what should I be doing at home? And But Terry, they gave me the 10 to 15 different exercises on this exercise sheet. Isn't that what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, maybe, maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> but why would they give it to me if I'm not supposed to be doing it? Well, first off, I don't think they should be giving you just sheets of paper with exercises on it. Is it because right. you love trees or... Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm kind of fond of oxygen, and oxygen. They, they they help with that. So you know, I want to see them stick around. Um, but you obviously know more about this than I do. But they should only be giving you a few exercises, right? Because three to five, three to five, more than that, three I forget them. And I know for me, if there's too many, I'm going to look at that and go, I don't have time for this. But three to five, I might have time for that. Well, and I think that's important to. When you ask this question of what should I be doing at home on a daily basis, tell your therapist or your provider, tell them how many you like, I hey, like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm swamped. Like I'm busy. I got three kids. I got work. I got like maybe 10 minutes I can put towards this. What can you give me in 10 minutes that will help me to get better? Right. And put the onus on, on the professional that you're paying. You know, if you're using your insurance, you're paying like 300 bucks for the hour. If you get an hour with them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're paying a boatload of money like put the onus on them, make make them give you the most effective exercises in 10 minutes or in 15, whatever the time is that you have. But if you walk in and, you know, you go through your session and then they, you know, even there's a lot of good therapists out there who will then throw 10 exercises at you. I think as therapists, we have a, a reputation of we just add three to five exercises every single session. By the time you've gone six times, um, little plug here. By the time you've gone six times to your power for success, you're usually discharged because right. uh, you're feeling better. better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, by the time you get to a number of sessions, you're going to have, you know, 15 to 20 different exercises. I can't tell you how many people that have, you know, either failed therapy other places or just over the years have gone to therapy for different things and they'll walk in. They may not even be coming here because they're in pain. They might just be coming here because they want a fitness program or something along those lines. But I, they will literally, like, three eight by 11 pieces of paper front and back of exercises that they've accumulated and they look at me and they hand it all to me and they say which ones do i need to be doing and that i think as a therapist who takes a lot of pride in trying to help people be super efficient and effective with their rehab and with Mm -hmm. their training that pisses me off when somebody comes in with that much because somebody who took a lot of their money did not give them proper directive and they did not take the time to really help to try to streamline their rehab and towards what the goals were that needed to be achieved. Well, to piggyback onto that, the next thing you need to ask is what should I not be doing? Why, why should they ask that question? What should I not be doing at home? Many reasons. (laughs) Um, I think, you know, if I talked about from the therapist's perspective, when you come in in that initial assessment, I'm looking at lots of different things. I'm trying to really pinpoint where your problem is coming from and you know then that means i'm trying to figure out what's causing your pain but i'm also should be thinking about why is that pain occurring and what mm-hmm. do we need to do to address that as well because if i just fix your pain but i don't address why that pain's occurring then i'm not solving your problem i'm just fixing a band your pain just gonna come right back e- exactly so i think that's where we really want to address you know so i uh, See, I'm, I get so passionate, I forget I my train of thought. But <laughs> So I think what, when I'm, as a therapist, I'm focusing on all of that. 
I'm going to tell you, all right, this is what I need you to do. This, and I may not necessarily ask you, hey, t- walk me through a normal day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had one one client who she her laundry is up on the second floor. And so she'll make 15 to 30 trips a day up and down the stairs. And she's coming to me for knee pain. Well, that's probably going to negatively impact <laughs> how your knee feels at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. So when she tells me, hey, I wake up in the morning, it feels great. By the afternoon, it feels awful. And then I'll say, well, and this maybe this is on a Monday. And mm-hmm. I say, well, you were fine all last week. What happened? Well, I don't know. I was just at home. Because to her, going up and down those stairs doing laundry all weekend is normal. It's normal. Yeah. Um, so I think as a therapist, as a therapist, it's our responsibility to dig deeper and figure that out before it happens or at least catch it right at that moment. But for you as the patient listening, you know, ask the therapist, you know, think of everything you do in your day and that, you know, maybe it's repetitive, maybe Mm -hmm. you may not think it's different or or excessive, but, you know, hey, is going up and down the stairs 15, 20 times, is that a problem? You know, think about those things in your, in your life that you do on a regular basis and ask. Um, And I think the starting point is probably just asking the question, what should I be avoiding? Right. What's going to irritate this and get me back to being in pain? Right. Because any therapist, not any therapist, any therapist <laughs> worth their fee <laughs> will be able to tell you very clearly and concisely like, hey, this is, these are, if your knee hurts, these are the three things you should be avoiding. Or uh, if it's your shoulder, you know, you don't be lifting stuff up overhead. Um, you know, whatever, you know, the, the anecdote may be mm-hmm. you know, for that. But, um, but I think that's hugely, hugely important to ask, you know, first and foremost, what do I need to be doing at home on a regular basis? And this is how much time is actually feasible for me. And if you give me anything more than that, I'm not going to do it. Be honest from the right? start. Right, because if they think you're doing your exercises and you're not, well, you're shortchanging your appointment because they need that accurate data to figure out what's going on. Well, and honestly, you're going to be the patient when you walk in or they see you on their schedule like, oh, crap, here she comes again. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it never gets better. The guy that never gets better, but they're always complaining and telling me. That was me, right? Uh, well, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> why do you think I said she? Uh, <laughs> but that was for, I was doing my exercises. It was for different reasons that we didn't know at the time. But yeah, don't be that patient. You know, do your stuff and just be honest with somebody. As a therapist who's on the other side of the table, you know, and sitting there with you and going through your rehab with you, I can help you much more so if you are honest with me. Right. And that, it, I mean, you guys understand, like, we have a life. It's, you know, rehab can't be our 24-hour-a-day task that, you know, right. thing, regular life creeps in and sometimes things get busy and you didn't do your exercises for the past week. Right. And so that just don't be surprised when you don't necessarily feel a whole lot better that right. week. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, beware of that therapist who tells you to do something seven, eight times a day. You know, 30 different exercises. Mm-hmm. The only, the absolute only exercise that I can think of that would be done more than twice in a day would be if you have a, like a disc issue and you're doing like McKenzie type extension, which is, you know, rep- repetition, 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 trying to keep, get that disc back in the spot. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to, you know, every hour you're doing 10 or so. so. That would be the only one that would be, re- and again, that's a single like one or two exercises that they're just having you do repeatedly to try to centralize the the pain that you're having from the disc pushing on the nerve but beyond that like you should not be doing like squats or sit to stands 10 times a day (laughs) you know make your therapist be realistic with you so i think those i think i don't know did i go off on too much of a tangent there no no okay so then the next step should be you know what you need to do you know what you should not be doing oh this one's gonna get me fired up 
how do you know whether or not you're getting better? Because you said you feel better every time you come and see me. Right? Or you say, no, there's no change, but there really is change. How do you know? Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I like a word, uh, two words called objective measures um, that many therapists don't do. No. Um, and, you know, I think test, retest, test, retest. Let me say that again. Test, retest. In between the test and the retest comes an intervention or an exercise or whether you know, it could be dry needling, it could be mm-hmm. uh, active release technique, it could be a McKenzie. You know, we just talked about that sort for your back. Uh, you, I think you, you come in, the therapist every time should be asking you how you feeling, whether it's a zero to ten or whatever the objective measure is that they're using. Let me see you touch your toes. Okay, you got down to your knees last time. Today you're down to your shins. Mm-hmm. That's better. It doesn't hurt this time. Or, um, you know, I have uh, actually right now a guy with this shoulder problem. And every time he comes in, we have him put his arm out and then reach behind him as far as he can go. And we measure how far it goes. And every week it's gone further. Last week he came in and his subjective or his thought was it feels exactly the same. But then we went and measured objectively. He actually had like doubled how far he could move. He just was still getting painted in range, but his end range was like double. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, subjectively, his perception was it feels exactly the same. It's still hurting. But when you measured it, it went so much further. And we put his hand behind his head and we'd have him open his elbow up and we'd say, hey, we'd measure how many degrees it opened up way further. <laughs> Um, so I can objectively say to him and show him the numbers and say, mm-hmm. Hey, this is what's getting better. You know, and I think the flip side is I think what more so happens <laughs> where the, per- there actually is no change, but there's the white coat effect or, you know, the person saying, well, it feels a little better. Maybe they just didn't do anything. They are guarding it so much. It didn't hurt. Um, and then, you know, the therapist, like, oh, okay, great. Awesome. Great. Yeah. What I'm doing is working. This is mono- This is phenomenal. Let's, uh, let's keep doing let's it. Let's keep doing it. And then, you know, eight weeks later, you're like, dude, it's, Still the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think you got to make I, them I know measure. for me on the patient side of it, it can be hard to really measure that over the course of a week, maybe two weeks. Because you tend to focus on just how has it been like the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And you know, for the patient, I, I think keeping a journal or a record somehow of on you know day one, my pain level was this, day two. And you can kind of see a trend. But Even having those objective measures yeah, and even where it's do it not just relying on how do I feel right it's what can I Track actually how you feel how what can I actually do that's called subjective objective mm-hmm. so you, know, you track how you feel when you woke up how'd you feel at noon how'd you feel at dinner time how is it changing you know maybe your pain is still coming on at five out of ten but maybe now it's starting at five o'clock at night mm-hmm. as opposed to you know eight o'clock in the morning right <laughs> so now you're getting through the day more so before that pain comes on so you know, force your therapist or your doctor, whoever your healthcare provider is, don't just take their word for it. You know, uh, Jerry Maguire, show me the money, right? <laughs> show me the progress. Right. You need <laughs> like, to be able to show measure. it to me. Like, shut up talking to me. Show it to me. Because um, if they can't do that, then go somewhere else. You're wasting mm-hmm. your time and your money. I mean, th- and this is where I get fired up, but I can't <laughs> tell you how many people come into me. They've been seeing somebody for, two months or they've had the pain for a year and it's like, well, how much did you go to therapy? Cause my first, my initial thought was like, well, you dummy, you should have went to therapy. What were you doing? <laughs> but then they come in and they're like, well, yeah, I went to therapy. 
really? Which, like one and you left? Like you clearly didn't do your exercises. You didn't do anything they told you to do because dummy, you shouldn't still be hurting now. And they're like, well, no, I went like for six months. And <laughs> it's like, uh oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, did you get any better? No. Well, what they what they do? Uh, they gave me exercises. Okay. Great. Did they like change them up at any point? The, yeah. What were the exercises? No. I'm like, oh god, here we go. All right. So, then, so at this point, I'm just humoring myself, and I say, "All right, why don't you tell me what your therapy sessions were like?" You know, I kind of sit back in the chair because I already know what they're going to say. They're going right. to say, "I came in." Uh, they put me on the bike or the arm bike, whatever it was. To warm up. To warm up. They'll, they'll leave you there for eight to ten minutes so they can bill you for a unit. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to say, and then, uh, yeah, then they went over. They might, like, rub on me for a little bit. And most of the times they don't even put their hands on you because, you know, manual therapy doesn't reimburse well. Right. So, you know, then they, we went over did some exercises. Oh, great. So you did the exercises with the uh, with the therapist, right? And they no, cued you. No, uh, I don't know what they were. It was a kid, like a younger person, and they, like, had three or four people. Okay, so you're with the, the tech, yeah. <laughs> who's the $10 an hour employee, <laughs> and they build you for one to two uh, you know, units of thera- therapeutic exercise. And then I'd see the therapist, and they might like you know, move my ankle for a little, or you know, they put me on a machine, like the TENS machine, mm-hmm. or the, you know, they put me ultrasound. on ultrasound, which doesn't work. If anybody here is getting ultrasound, it goes somewhere else. <laughs> the research is incredibly clear. Stop getting ultrasound. See, I'm now I'm yelling at the mic and everything. So. <laughs> Sorry, Caleb. The sound quality is going to be weird there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yes, that's that's if if you're not getting better in two weeks, you have a two week window. If you're doing something for two weeks and there is no change, you give me you know, ask a therapist and say because this has happened to me. It's been two weeks, and I've said. But the, the it need to be hey, like I've been measuring you for the last two weeks. You've come in last week and this week. You're not getting in. There's not any change objectively or subjectively. Maybe you're even getting worse subjectively. Mm-hmm. Well, then either I got A, got the wrong diagnosis, or I, B, got the wrong treatment. Right. Something needs to change around that. And by better, you don't mean like they're healed. No. Better but means there just to, showing some Instead of an eight, they're a five. Instead, mm-hmm. you know, right. instead of it starting at 8 a.m., it's starting mm-hmm. at noon. Like, uh, so make them prove it to you. Give, measure it. If you're going anywhere for therapy for more than two weeks without change, you need to either, either you got the wrong diagnosis or you got the wrong treatment. One of those needs to be addressed. If neither of those is addressed and you're at three weeks and four weeks, don't sit there and shut up. Speak up. Right. Say something. You're tell pay, them, tell them you heard it from me that you <laughs> needed to ask and put it on me. I can right. be the a-hole. That's cool. Uh, but be a true advocate for your health. Right. You're wasting your money. They are take their that in my opinion, if somebody allows you to go four weeks without change and they don't address anything, they are stealing from you financially, they are stealing from your family for your time, and mm-hmm. they're stealing from anything else that you love to do. It is absolutely unethical. There is zero integrity in it, and it needs to stop in the healthcare fields. We need to be objective in how we measure things, and we need to empower patients, you listening right now, to prove it to you that we are helping you and if we're not hold us accountable right it, it may not be a good match between therapist and patient no it, it may not be, be. It might be time to move on yeah, it may not be the therapist's fault maybe it's a bad system that they're stuck mm-hmm. in or whatever it may be but you don't need to go there you have so many other choices in this world for healthcare. care uh, there's so many other providers that we're blessed with here in the united states 
Go somewhere where they're going to actually measure you. They're going to actually take care of you and spend your money and your time there because, you, you know, you don't, you only have so many days left on the earth. I mean, you know that I think yeah. more acutely than some, than some. It can yeah. go real fast. <laughs> Blink of an eye. Um, you know, so really take matters into your own hand. Ask these questions. These are so, so, so important so that you can really get better and get back. You don't want to spend your time in a clinic. Now, if you go to a therapist or a doctor and you start asking these questions and they get upset by it. Peace. See you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah. If they can't handle you asking basic questions, then it's not the right person because you should be able to ask questions. Yep. Go somewhere else and tell everyone you know to go somewhere else too. Yeah. I think it's unethical for them to not be able to answer. I mean, these are basic questions. Yeah. How do you know I'm getting better? If they get all up in arms and like their panties are in a bunch. Yeah. That, I mean, to me, yeah, that says they have most. something to hide. They, they don't really know what they're doing. Yep. I could be wrong, but that would be my guess. Which is, I'm going to, again, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm going for a plug for cash therapy, <laughs> cash services. You are not going to be in business as a cash provider if you do that. In university systems, a lot of the insurance-based systems, you can get away with that right. because the people just keep coming. Right. But, you know, so that's, I think, going to a direct pay facility, they're not going to be in business if that's what they do. Look at Google. Look at their reviews. And this is one of the things that I'm most proud of. We have over 85-star reviews with nothing less between Google and Facebook. Right. Uh, like, you don't get that if you're getting a... If I get my panties in a bunch because you asked mm -hmm. me, how do you know I'm getting better? Like, you're going to go give me, I deserve a one-star review and like go off on me. Like the rental car place we went to in Orlando. Oh, gosh. They were terrible. <laughs> if you uh, could have given them less than one star. I would have. I would have. Uh, uh, that's the only rating I've ever done in my life, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think really be an advocate for yourself. Go places where they love when you ask. I love when somebody asks me these questions because mm -hmm. I know that they're truly engaged in themselves getting better. And I know that they're going to be the type of person that is going to get better really, really quickly with what we're doing. Right. Because, I mean, that's the other part of it. You can't be a passive patient. You can't expect the physical therapist or the doctor to have some magic wand that is going to make you better. You're going to have to put in work. And it's not fun. I do not enjoy doing all those exercises. But I know if I want any chance of making improvement, you got to do it. I didn't enjoy you watching you do all those exercises. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and you still don't. I still don't. So, all right. So just to recap, you need to be asking, what are the three questions, Terry? What should I be doing at home? What should I not be doing at home? And how are we going to measure my improvement? Or just put your hands up and say, show me the money. He really likes doing that. I do. It's a great movie. Jerry Maguire, everybody. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. So, all right. So hopefully you guys had a few actionable tips. Take those three questions with you to the next um, you know, visit that you have. If they get their panties in a bunch, just smile mm -hmm. and give them my email address. Right. Chris at powerforsuccess.com. I'd love to hear from them. Um, <laughs> that would be fun if they actually did email. That would actually, be you know, give, me, give them the phone number, right? Yeah. I would love to talk to them. 919-377-2084. That's, that's our phone number here. Maybe we could even record them. That, that, would, that would make for an awesome episode. That would be that a conversation. episode. Oh, man. That would be funny. So, uh, but yeah, as always, five stars, thumbs up. Um, you know, wherever you uh, are listening or, or watching us, uh, please share this with your friends. Share this with anybody who you know, coworkers, colleagues who may be having problems uh, with their health physically. Uh, you know, our goal is to really empower you, uh, the listener and, and the viewer. 
to take care of yourself, put your health care, you know, put it, take it in your own hands, mm-hmm. take control, take it by the reins. It's your and money. And get better. Yeah. Your it's, money, your body. Your money, your time. It's it's all yours. It's not mine as the healthcare provider. It is absolutely yours. Um, not all health providers providers agree with me, but um, let them call me and we can chat. I need to do it. <laughs> so uh, hopefully you have a great week. Uh, hopefully uh, my passion there didn't cause anyone to get into an accident if you're driving, <laughs> uh, or maybe you just laughed at me. In which case, right. uh, I'm glad I could uh, hopefully be the best part of your day there. Uh, and we will see and talk to you next, next week. week. Do we want to tell them a little bit about next week? Or do we want them to just wander for a week? We're going to, well, I'll, I'll leave them with this. Okay. We're going to talk to you about how to fix on your own one of the most common problems that people who work at desks have. Ooh. Yeah, that would be me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you have lots of Well, I have so many problems. We can't fix you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you guys tune in, uh, tune in next week and we will see you then. Bye.